And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. Ah, deadly. Spring tis here. Yeah. yeah sort it's warming of. up a bit. That's nice. In, uh, in Eastern Canada, it's important. It's a good time when spring comes. The playoffs are on. Uh, your team has carried on. My team hasn't. We oh, won't get into that. I have not mentioned since the Game 7. I haven't even mentioned hockey to you once. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and that's a smart thing because i got enough stress in my life right now. All I need is a bit of hockey. My team's gone, so the Leafs minute is over for a while. Although, a little update. We did fire our general manager. Anyway, Leafs next year. Lots of stuff happening in Maidenland. Uh, lots of set lists coming out. People are getting excited by this. Yeah, it's uh, mm. really close to the tour starting now. Yeah, so. end of May, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. May 25th or 26th. Something like that. It's a Saturday. 26th, I think, yeah. Yeah, the Estonia. The Estonia show, yeah. yeah. So people have been online posting their predictions, yeah. and almost every single set list that I've seen, people are all saying Alexander the Great, Alexander the Great, yeah. Alexander the Great. Yeah. So I don't think there's much of a chance for Alexander the Great, but man, like... I can't even remember the set list. Episode. 80% of the people I saw online are saying that they they have that in their predictions. Yeah, what Which was I the one that he hinted shot. at? They, the, it's been so long now since I looked at my For the greater good of God. They had That's that right. in the video, yeah, the video preview. That's right. But I can't see Alexander the Great. I don't know. It might be. I wouldn't mind seeing it, but I don't know. It's eight and a half minutes. There's a lot of uh, real estate yeah, well, in the set list to take up. They so, could cut it down. They could, but I don't think they're the type that would do like a medley. I know. <laughs> Maiden, come on. Why are, like, why are people There's a medley. Of, I don't know. It's a good song. Musically, it's awesome. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see it live, though. I think just because it's never been played, people are yeah. like, it's a rarity. They really want to see something. Like, people really want to see a lot of different stuff on this tour. I think they're going to be disappointed if it's like a dozen songs with like three rarities thrown in. Yeah. A lot of people are like, I want to hear this and this, the prophecy and Alexander yeah. the Great. And yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a, a necessarily a, a concert that's meant to just like cross off the ones you've never heard. Yeah, I, I think they kind of teased when Bruce did that interview and teased that's going to blow people's minds or it's going to make social media blow up or whatever he said. Yeah. Remember that one? The Twitterverse. Yeah. yeah I remember that. <laughs> so I think people are taking that to mean that, like, I think yeah. it's going to make your casual fan. I don't know. I don't think they'll go too deep with the deep cuts just because it's not all people like us. Mm. And people listen to this podcast that are going to a maiden show, right? Yeah. They have to have some hits in there. Yeah, but I'd say there's going to be a good contingent of new, yeah, uh, you is. know, like since Bruce's return. Yeah. There always is, but I, yeah. I think, you know, at least a third, maybe, you know. But that being said, they did they did do that full Matter of Life and Death album from beginning to end, which they is did. pretty ballsy. They and did. I don't think anybody would have predicted that. No. Man, to miss that, eh? And not only that, I love that album from start to finish. <laughs> I know, it's so great. So good. Yeah. That just kills me that I'll never get to see that. Yeah. I think, we have a DVD of that. Don't we? Yeah, I have the, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's is that a bootleg or a legit? DVD? It's a bootleg. Oh, yeah, woo, woo, Montreal cops are here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. I have no idea what's going to be on the set list. I we made that prediction in our prediction episode. Yeah, and I was looking at it today, and I was like, kind of second guessing a lot. Of it. A lot of it sounded really far fetched at yeah. the time, and then I keep thinking that maybe it's it's not at all. Yeah, but then I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to decide. Here, I'll give you a rundown of what my just. Again, because it's so close to where the actual uh, set list is going to be revealed, that I'll just give one more uh, rundown of my prediction, just in case I'm in case I'm right. And this else. is so you're updating your prediction list? No, I'm not updating it. I'm just going to give you a rundown of what I predicted back in the. Yeah, I've got mine here as well. Yeah, so from that episode we did where we discussed all the set lists and went through the history and tried to predict, I had opening with aces. This was my prediction, not my dream set list. I said open with aces high. Then the evil that men do, tail gunner, for the greater good of God, the clansmen, run to the hills, die with your boots on, bring your daughter to the slaughter, fear of the dark, can I play with madness, death or glory, brave new world, heaven can wait, iron maiden, and then encore, number the beast, wicker man, running free. Okay, and that was that your likely or your dream? Th- that's my prediction of what I think. That's your prediction? That's my prediction. All I've got here is, uh, well, from my likely list, I, if, I, if I remember, you went through a likely, I just kind of picked out three or four tracks yeah. based on what they said and based on my interpretation of the uh, of the imagery, what would be in there. My dream set list, and I'm going to go through it again, and I've got a, a Spotify list that I've made up, yeah. so I do listen to it quite so often. So this is your dream one. This, right? is, this, yeah. is what, this is what I want to see. Yeah. I mean, I don't... If you could I, pick I, it. Yeah. Although, we got a lot of, of commonalities. Wicker Man's on yours. Yeah. Ace is high. Can I Play With Madness? Did you have that on there? 
just now? I did. You did. Uh, the Number of the Beast, Trooper, Flight of Icarus. I'm so in love with that right yeah. now. <laughs> Flight of Icarus, so hot right now. Anyway, uh, These Colors Don't Run, Montesegur. Yeah, I would right. love to see oh, that live. Frick. If they played that, that would be just amazing. So good. Yeah. I, ever since we, we, we've tired of talking about that, like it's just been in my head ever since. Clairvoyant, Evil That Men Do. The next one for the dream list was really just your birthday present. Talisman or Klansman. Either yeah, one talisman, man. I know. I'd love to hear that. I know. Um, and then Iron Maiden and Hell Be That Name, Blood Brothers, Wasted Years. Although that encore yeah. mirrors the Book of Souls tour. It's the encore yeah. I like. Yeah, it is good. You know? Really good. encore. So, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of predictions out there. I, you know, I, I remember, well, a few links, we shared them back and forth on people's predictions. But I, what I found stupid about it was they all said, this is the set list. Like, they had a leak in a source, but they didn't. They were just guessing, right? Oh, yeah. No one yeah. knows anything yet. No one has a clue. Iron Maiden uh, posted a hint of their set list, a sneak peek of their set list. Did yeah. you see that on Twitter? No. It's like a picture of the corner of a blank piece of, like, ruled paper. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. They should release That's what started it. all this off, and people are just saying, like, Alexander the Great, Alexander the Great. So, Yeah. And then on the forums, yeah, everyone. I don't know why that one song everyone thinks they're gonna play so strongly. Oh, they should encrypt it and release it publicly and give hints or something. You know, they get cracked in no time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Um, reflecting back, um, we're gonna do the second part of Killers today. That's right. But uh, reflecting back on uh, Jarvis's uh, podcast. Oh, the Night Demon episode. Yeah. Yeah, because we keep getting so much feedback on that. Yeah. And uh, biggest by a mile at the gate, wasn't it? And oh, it's man. also because yeah. of their following. Yeah, we have like but, double the listeners on that one. Yeah. So I suppose we're getting all the Iron Maiden fans and the Night Demon fans in on it. Yeah, but uh, I think that was a really good one. It was really interesting. I listened to it back when I was like editing it, the sound, like the sound levels and stuff. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, it's fun. It's that fun is hearing deadly. someone talk about Maiden. <laughs> it's like really into Maiden. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And uh, we're on a really good, like, uh, an amazing growth curve here. And now we're even like people are following us on Twitter, which we're basically just used to echo it or. Like it's not, we're not really like engaging that much on Twitter. Right. Well, we do reply to comments if someone says something. Yeah. But yeah, no, I was really impressed. Like how much energy he had. Like it seemed like he was into everything. He was managing like five bands. He's this up and coming metal band. He's just so intensely into Maiden. Yeah, he loves um, metal, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's deadly. But also, you look back. It was at, a fun episode too. It was a fun episode. Yeah. And you look back at when we had, uh, you know, um, uh, Made in Canada on. Uh, it's sometimes when you get guests in, it's so much more fun, isn't it? In some ways, but it's almost like yeah. Didn't well, think. me and you have yeah. like spent hours and hours and hours over the years talking back and forth about Maiden, and yeah. not usually a third or a fourth person in on the conversation. So when yeah. you get a third, it's just like oh, yeah. Great. Well, usually my conversations with anyone but you on Maiden are like, I'm like, oh, do you like Maiden? They're like, yeah, I like Maiden. Do you like this band? And I'm like, no, let's talk only about Maiden <laughs> yeah. now for like an hour. And then and then they're like, oh, have you heard these guys? You'll really like them. I'm like, I want to talk to you about Maiden. Yeah. I don't care about those other bands. <laughs> uh, or, you know, it's like something that I was like, yeah, three, five minutes later, you're like, yeah, Cake okay, are pretty good. Yeah, I like them as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, they go off in all directions. And um, it doesn't really excite me, but, you know, obviously I'm more, more Maiden than Metal. And, yeah. um, but although I gotta be honest, Jarvis, uh, kind of got me really pumped and I have been listening to a bit more metal, but yeah. I've been listening through Spotify with, um, through Night Team and they've been recommending good bands. Okay. Right. Cause I listen to all their stuff. I listen to them a lot more after we talk to them. I mean, yeah. in the lead up, you got their vinyl and then, and then, um, you know, uh, you know, I listened to them. I crash listened a couple days before, and I was really liked their stuff. Of course, we we'd done the uh, Made in Hell song previously when it was originally requested. Anyway, uh, I thought it was great, and and um, I think it might be a good format for us to keep talking to people in bands because it really gets the energy going. Yeah, it was fun. I love getting guests on. Mm. So, Deadly. the uh, I also ordered one of those uh, heavy metal mixtapes. Did you? Came in the mail today. Yeah. Uh, that's this weekend, man. I'm gonna go in the shed. Pop the cassette on, have a couple of beers, and like blast it. <laughs> Sorry, honey, I don't have a tape deck in the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, actually. That's Only in the shed, and up at the cabin. So, uh, should we get a beer on the go? I think we should. I'm itching. So this one is a Garrison. It's called Rowdy Roger Piper, Scottish Wee Heavy. So uh, it's, a, it's the home Rod. brew off 2017. So yeah, I guess it was a contest. So anyway. That's pretty cool. It's uh, the font looks like Rowdy Roddy Pipers. Yeah. So that's cool. It's a wrestling tie-in. Deadly. Classic wrestling. The wrestling that I'm, uh, you know, that I'm familiar with from Jake, back in the day. Jake the Snake, yeah. Million Dollar Man. <laughs> the '80s the, wrestlers. Know, yeah. Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah. George the Animal Steel. Hulk. Yeah. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. Elizabeth. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. 
Oh man, Elizabeth. Oh yeah. One of my first crushes of all time. No Miss way. Elizabeth, yeah. I had the hots for her majorly. I'm a kid. <laughs> so ridiculous, eh? And then, but then it started. They started to bring a lot of women into the WWE or WWF thing. Oh yeah, but she was the first like manager. Yeah. And then there was remember there was China. Is this that's way after my my time yeah yeah i remember that like um my brother used to watch a lot of wrestling i watched a lot of wrestling up until around the era when like the undertaker first showed up with paul bearer that's like around when I, the last of my so let's uh, try this one this is a mm. a scottish wee it says holy god that. what is that 7.8 percent yeah that's an understatement it is 7.8 percent yeah these craft beers man we need driverless cars sooner than later yeah because man Google. they're brutal <laughs> that that one we had there uh Recently was, uh, I might have been last or time before, you still have a couple in my fridge. Was that, that 12 point? The, the 12% stout? Yeah. I made a mistake of running out of other beer the other night. I was about five beers in watching hockey, and I was like, oh, I'll have one of these stout beers. I woke up with a headache. Yeah. Well, know? yeah, it's like pounding. It's like three beers. Three light beers. <laughs> it's like a Jager bomb. It is like drinking three light beers in the time it takes you to drink one. It is. And yeah. less water and all that it's stuff. It's a good way to kickstart your... Uh... Your buzz. <laughs> All right. So um, reflecting back on Killers Part 1, I'm right. glad we took a break. Yep. Yeah, uh, that was a full week ago that we did that. Yeah, and I, I've been trying to zoom in on side two and I just have it in my vinyl player just to basically loop playing it just to kind of get a better feel for the side. And, um, you know, it's the same feel as the front side of the album. It's all cohesive feel for me. It's got this rambling yeah. kind of almost, I, I almost feel it's like almost punkish. Right. What do you mean when you say rambling? Because I remember I, you, know, you said like, that the last episode. If you the know. transitions we did. I just feel like it just it just rambled. Like it's it, not rambling, like all over the place. No, no, no. In a good way. Almost like it's rolling. It's got okay, a, real, yeah, yeah. a real aggressive yeah, beat. Yeah. Like you know, I don't have the music. I know what you mean. It has I don't like, like a, a, a good moment, like a terms. momentum to it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like da da da. And then you'll hit a slow yeah. song, but then it comes right back yeah. again. Yeah. yeah and that was that transition I talked about, right? Like it just like da 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 da. And just got that. I don't know. I find it so different than the rest of the albums and feel. And and maybe it's the pacing. I don't know. Like I'm yeah. not a musical. Yeah. I'm not a musical timing engineer. <laughs> no, that only makes with, sense. Where with a specialty in in rhythms. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's cool. Side one that we did, classic. Side two. Yeah. We'll get into it now, but that's great. Starts off with the song "Killers." Yes. So this is the only song on this album that's not 100% Steve Harris writing credit. So Paul Diano. Paul has a writing credit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Paul says, uh, here's a quote, it's just about a psychotic killer and what he's thinking about as he is yeah. doing it. So. Ooh. <laughs> as if we can get that Weird. from the lyrics. But uh, yeah, it's a great album side opener. It's yeah. so cool. A really like ominous bass, op- you know what I mean? Intro. It's like, uh, it sounds like, when you hear that, it sounds like something bad's about to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like a murder is coming. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. I love the uh, the feel of the song. Um, I think it's got a, an awesome rhythm. The uh, harmonics at the beginning yeah. with the guitar. Deadly. So cool. Yeah. Uh, again, this is another song that has an awesome intro. We talked about yeah. intros to songs for side A. Yeah. This is another one that, like the intro with the bass and those Deadly. bass harmonics. And the, the, the Clive Burr's drumming on this is insane. Yeah. On this song in particular. And I love Paul's screams at the beginning of this. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's such a great... Uh, I don't know. It's the title track, and it really captures this like. It captures the feel of the album. Yeah, that's that's one of the points I have. It's like incredibly yeah. period specific. It almost like you couldn't put this song even if Bruce did it on another album. Yeah, it just yeah. it's just so killers, and um, so it's an appropriately named track. Um, I think there's an awesome solo in it too for the early days. Yeah, but as good as it got. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I love the song. I, think it's I just love that little descending guitar harmonic thing. That it sounds so cool. And the way the riff turns around, it's like doo 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 It's yeah. just cool. But uh, it's funny, yeah, what you said about like Bruce. This is one that's like, this is one of Pollyanna's best vocal performances. One yeah. of them. And yeah, Bruce could never capture the feel of the song. And he does it well, but he can't really uh, capture it. I've got a version of Bruce doing it here for comparison. <laughs> So I know it's a live version, but like Bruce's like yows 
It's not the same. It's not the same. Like there's some something that like Paul Diano has when he does it. It's yeah. almost like when Axel Rose does those like those high pitched like yeah you know what i mean yeah and like bruce just does like a it sounds like just he's screaming to get yeah. through the part he doesn't capture the thing at all it's just yeah i don't know no i think uh i agree with you completely yeah i've turned around on on this totally and, yeah. and i just feel that uh you know since i guess we started the podcast i don't know and maybe as i've gotten more focused on the early years i always saw like paul burned out and bruce is the voice but this period to me is so different Right. Well, the songs are yeah. so different. And they're what, so young and the yeah. time is different and yeah. there's so many factors. But the stuff. songs are so different yeah. on these first two albums. Oh, man. Compared to after this. After this, they really took a step in song writing and it suits Bruce's voice better. That's but right. like Paul, Paul should sing the Paul songs most yeah. of the time. There's a few exceptions here and there. but yeah. The songs are all shorter too. There's less epic, lengthy solos. There's The vocals are more compacted. The songs yeah, are more pacey. Totally, yeah. There's all this stuff. They, they tend to, every, as you get older and towards the Power Slave era, it just gets, everything gets, Power Slave's not bigger and tracks, epic. But it gets stretched yeah. out and more epic and yeah. more, you know, and it's. Yeah. So. It sounds like Bruce has this voice that sounds like epic where he's like, you always say it's like he has his fist in the air yeah. and he's like, you know, hitting those high notes, those long high notes. That's right. Sounds like they're writing for that after they get him as the singer. You yeah. know what I mean? So. And whereas like, these ones are written for like that punkness that Paul Diano has. That's right. I don't know. It's pretty cool. But uh, I read in one of my Maiden books that this was originally an instrumental. Uh, so. I have a bootleg live in London at the Rainbow Theater from December 19th. December 24th first 1980 and basically i think they were from what i read in well, i read this in a few different places they were kind of playing it jamming it or they, it was a song that they had written uh and steve basically told paul we're playing it live and paul diano kind of went on stage and just kind of made up lyrics to it so i've got an early version of this this is paul diano saying he well in the again this is a paul diano interview so you gotta kind of take it with a grain of salt but he said he was basically making up the lyrics as he went along, singing this on stage. So so when was that? That was December of 1980. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. The year before the album, the came, album out. came out. Probably yeah. at least three quarters of a year before yeah. they recorded or so. Yeah. So, so he, um, yeah, the lyrics, yeah. I think he, he just kind of... Yeah, I didn't hear anything consistent there, really. Yeah, and I think he just kind of like had a rough idea of what he wanted the lyrics to sound yeah. like. And, he had and to he kill went... a few people to get in the mood first. <laughs> yeah, he had to stab somebody get a little bit switchblade. <laughs> We all get stabby from time to time. But it's cool. I love hearing all of these early versions of songs where they're like different. Yeah. Uh, that's something I would love to hear is alternate early demos of like Maiden songs where they're like not quite written yet. Yeah. Soundgarden put, when they put out their Super Unknown, I think it's called like the Super Deluxe Edition or the Super Mega Deluxe Edition or something. There's a couple of different yeah. uh, versions of it. And it had. Uh, the album version, I think, remixed, and then it had demos, and then had like a bunch of like studio stuff that never made it to the album. That's but right. some of the demos were like just insane, like awesome, yeah. and really different versions of the songs, completely rearranged and with different lyrics and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. So I love hearing stuff like this. Yeah, it's excellent. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, and yeah. So many of these songs we talked about it uh, last time. Um, That's the and, other thing about yeah. this album is. You were saying this came out before, like in 1980. Yeah. Is all this album and the first album? They had all those songs. They're playing oh, them all live. Yeah, yeah. That's what and I was then, gonna say. Yeah. And even some things that they left out, which came yeah. in later. Yeah. And uh, the tracks that they added in the uh, when they re-released the albums. Yeah, that's right. That that they had all of this, and they had it. Uh, we we went through the early years, and then I guess we kind of like turfed the episode a bit. We're gonna yeah. reintroduce a few bits of it because yeah. it was really the really lost like, episode. <laughs> yeah, it was like a, a history lesson. Yeah, it was. I, yeah. I liked it. You didn't. Yeah, I didn't uh, like it I when was I went there learning. Yeah, when I went back and listened to it, it was like yeah, just me spilling off, oh, like yeah. listening off dates. But the people key, that came in, people that left, people that dates, yeah. people, and it was just like a. I don't know. But the key thing that, that I took away from it was like 
there was that that stage there essentially when when you know Paul had had, uh, had kind of solidified I think it was sometime mid 78 and that was essentially you know Maiden and then we talked about after the eras of Maiden and how you know we always looked at these two albums and then Bruce comes in and are the the first few part of this one you know like um, and uh, but you can extend that that the Paul period is is five years really it's not two. And yeah, so everyone thinks he was around for two albums, but he was around for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Well, not a long time. It was compared to the history of Maiden, but a lot longer yeah. than most people think. Yeah. So they haven't played this song live since uh, 1999 on the Ed Hunter tour. Really? Yeah, October 1st. So I wonder if they'll pull this one out on the new set list. No, I, don't, I hope they don't. I hope they don't either, because I don't think yeah. Bruce can do a good job. Of I, it. I don't as wonder. much as I love the song, I love yeah. the song, but. Imagine if they pulled Paul on stage. I know. It'd be great. That would be deadly. Yeah. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. And they pulled Blaze on, do Lord of the Flies, and let Blaze sing the verses, and Bruce can do the choruses. <laughs> God. I'm such a fanboy. <laughs> That's like... my idea. That's, if it was my fantasy set list. <laughs> Dear, Dear Santa, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for Christmas, I want the following. I want Blaze Bailey and Bruce to do duet on Lord of the Flies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So I wonder if there'd probably be a few of these... Uh, early songs too where like Paul could sing part Bruce could hit the higher parts yeah you know maybe Twilight Zone <laughs> <laughs> Twilight Zone so yeah that's the first song on Side B Killers mm. and after that is what is my new favorite Maiden song as of this week only really? because I was driving up to the cabin on the weekend and this song came on on a Maiden playlist I had on Shuffle yeah. and it I had it like cranked up yeah. And I was like, oh, I love the song. And I've listened to it like the last two or three days, like over and over again. I always liked it. Um, well, I, yeah, and I already know the song really well. But for some reason, it just like, I don't know. I was listening to it in the car really loud. And it's been a long time since I've listened to it. A really good listen. Yeah. Bass playing in this, in this song is awesome. It's deadly. I remember uh, it was last week you were here and I was playing it on vinyl. You yeah. came in, you were like, I love this song. Yeah, it's like um, a compliment to Strange World, almost. It's like it is. It's yeah. also like a break in this in the album. They start yeah. off Killers, and then it gets so mellow. So right? no other Maiden song sounds like this. I don't think that's why I said it's maybe it Journeyman like when they finally yeah. did Journeyman. That's right, and it's the only way that like Paul sings like this mellow and some great vocals in it. Yeah, it's really yeah. different and it's really cool. It's uh, I don't know, and the lyrics are cool. It's like asking some woman to help him because the devil has a hold of his soul. Yeah, <laughs> won't let him be. You know what I mean? Love it. It's turning evil. So they've never, ever played this live. Yeah. And Paul Diano has never played this live, even afterwards in his solo stuff. Because he does a lot of like this era Maiden stuff when yeah. he does his solo stuff, like in the years after. And he's never done it live either. Um, one thing about this song that I think would have been awesome is this seems like it would have been a perfect song for them to do when they had Blaze in the band. Yeah. Like, when Blaze was with them in the 90s, I think this would have been... That would have been a, ideal. ...a perfect song for Blaze to sing. He would have done a deadly version of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Like, it fits, it's right in there for, like, his wheelhouse or whatever. I think he'd be awesome at it. Yeah, and it's got this, um, you know, uh, especially, like, the way it, it's just so mellow and chills out that it's uh, another... They have the, you know, the instrumentals on the first side. And then I find this is the kind of lull after you know killer is a pretty aggressive start yeah um it's yeah, good, yeah it's a good huge place it's, it's a good point about paul or, yeah. you know about blaze doing that yeah because this is right yeah. into like and blaze on his solo stuff there's a few songs where it's kind of like acoustic-y like this yeah it's kind of cool and the cool like kind of swing i don't know if the swing i don't know how to describe it that yeah. beat like it fits the way blaze sings too yeah. and when he came in with those like uh you know the the devil's got hold of my soul and won't let me be like yeah. I could just hear blazing in that it'd be awesome that's perfect yeah it's driving me mad yeah that'd be perfect for blaze anyway it's a <laughs> missed opportunity in. more Nesbitt singing <laughs> yeah. this is the launch of your Nesbitt Maiden tribute band yeah. um prodigal prodigal son like what is what is a prodigal son like I was just thinking about that it's like I, don't even I always know. think of it as like the, a chosen son but it's like not a messiah but it means on the prodigal son doesn't the prodigal son mean like he left and came back or something I don't even know I what... don't know that's a good point I could google it but you know what no we're gonna use our brain fat okay prodigal I don't even know what prodigal no, means no the prodigal son returns but oh maybe that's why I think it means someone that left yeah. and came back I no. found it right here prodigal what? spending money or resources freely and recklessly wastefully extravagant yeah, wasted his substance with riotous living. Okay. Riotous. That sounds awesome. It is. 
<laughs> gosh. So a, a prodigal, I guess that just means you're like just living. L-I-V-I-N. L-I-V-I-N. Just keep living. <laughs> Deadly. Great track. Yep. Great. Love it. Anyway, I'm still in the... After I heard that in my car this past weekend, this is like my current favorite Maiden track, which will change like in two days when I hear another Maiden song. Every couple of days, it's a new song. But. Yeah. I'm all over the place these days. So after this mellow kind of acoustic-y song, yeah. then they beat you over the head with Purgatory, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, love this track. It's awesome. Me too. It's I so love intense. it. So this was originally called Floating, a song called yeah. Floating, and it was a lot slower. This is according to Listen with Nico Part 3. Uh, and then they kind of rewrote it and sped it up and gave it that like punky feel yeah. for Purgatory. Yeah, good, good, pacey vocals and and aggressive, you know. So the the single cover for Purgatory, yeah, is like a devil, and the devil's like half of its Eddie. You know how it's half Eddie face, half devil face. Oh, that's right. You you have that. Yeah, that uh, vinyl. Yeah. So I read a thing with Derek Riggs. He said it was like it's like the devil, but where the light hits it, it's like cracking away, and Eddie's underneath. But that's not the original solo. The or the original. That's not the original single cover for the song. The original cover for the single is the cover of the Number of the Beast album. Yeah. So that's the Purgatory uh, album single cover. But they thought that was too good for a single, so they saved that. Came up with this Devil Eddie one. And they saved that for the next album album cover. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So the whole Number of the Beast, you know, um, the Devil, uh, no, the uh, Eddie playing the Devil. And then the Devil is playing uh, Bruce. Yeah. And um, all of that was originally envisioned here. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and they hold on to it, which is kind of cool because it is a classic. Fits the number, the beast, perfect. Yeah, that is that is. Yeah, it fits there better actually. Like, uh, so I'm glad they held on to it. And so, purgatory, like the devil's not in purgatory, is he? I thought purgatory is where you go and just wait it out. Yeah, isn't it like halfway between? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Imagine if you went, like, if you went to heaven or hell, when would you go? Would you go down as like your 20 year old self? Would you go down now, or would you go down like when you died a hundred? Are you gonna go down and be a hundred year old forever in eternity? I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think they thought it through. <laughs> yeah. So this is another one that totally fits Paul's singing style. It's deadly, yeah. So like no one else can sing this the way Paul did. Yeah. I got a. It's uh, got that wrath child feel for me in the sense of yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's Paul. Yeah, I've got a uh, bootleg here from 1981 Tokyo. This is Purgatory with uh, Paul singing live. So when Bruce sings a song, he just... Uh, so this isn't really fair to play this clip, but this is Bruce doing Purgatory. Um, I, I'll explain after, but this is what Bruce sounds like when he sings it. <laughs> That is single-handedly the worst thing I've ever heard Bruce do. That's yeah. horrible. So it is. What is that's horrible? It's not, yeah, it doesn't fit him. But let me explain that. Uh, just Delete be, that clip just, immediately. Okay. But to be fair, yeah, this version of Purgatory with Bruce is second. Bruce's second Iron Maiden show, and it's still on the Killers tour. So it's not even on the Beast tour yet. So September tenth, nineteen eighty-one, in Copenhagen, was Paul Diano's last show, and then he quit, and then. Okay, October 27, 1981 in Bologna, Italy was Bruce's first show. So I have bootlegs of both the shows. The set list is almost almost exactly the same. So basically, Bruce had to jump in on a tour with a set list built for Paul yeah. and finish off these five dates that were left over. Yeah. And these five dates are the last time they played Purgatory Live and the only time Bruce sang it. And I think they just dropped it and they just because obviously he's not sounding very good on that. It doesn't suit him at all. No. So it's not really fair. This whole... Like, if you listen to these bootlegs, it's him, you know, it's a Paul set list. Yeah, he's struggling to fit in. And yeah. Yeah, that's tough. And he probably hasn't really figured out how to sing the songs yet. But. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway. Mm, didn't like I just it. wanted to say that because it's not really a f- yeah. here's a fair situation. There, not it? really fair. You could have picked a clip from the. Uh, but there is not very many clips of him singing these songs, right? Because because they changed the list around and and then he only did it for these five songs, That's and I only right. have one bootleg of it. I'm sure. There, I don't know if there's bootlegs of the other four shows. There might be. <laughs> Interesting. No, so I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. No. By any measure. But um, great track. Yeah. Um, very aggressive. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's deadly. It's like, Killer's just up, down, up, down, and it's yeah. these pacey songs, yeah. and the instrumental, and then, you know, another pacey song, and then, you know, uh, an instrumental, and then maybe two short pacey songs, and you flip the disc, and it's it's just like really uh, up and down, but it's, it's the transition, so it's that rumbling, rolling, pacey thing I love with this album. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, before we go to the next song, I'm just going to say that uh, I really like this beer. When I first tasted it, I was like, it tasted mm. very... I don't know. It's, it's sweet, it's, it's it sweet, sweet, but it's balanced with like the yeah. strongness. What's the beer again? Rowdy Roger Piper from where? Garrison. Garrison. Halifax. Oh, that's a Halifax one in Nova yeah. Scotia. Yeah. Halifax. But that's it's uh, pretty the, good. It really grew on me as I was drinking it. So. Yeah, it's grown on me too. My, well, mine's almost gone. Uh, you Once again, you have the bigger mug. <laughs> they're identical yeah, mugs. Yeah, they're Book of Souls tour mugs. Beer stones, yeah. Next song is Drifter. Yes. So we're not... Really can't dwell its own at the stage. We'll put, I'm going to come back to that because we'll it's not part of the original European release. But. Yeah. So yeah. we did we did we we did closers. We covered Drifter and closers. Yeah. Well, that's something about yeah. the, uh, Drifter. When we did closers, I I can't remember what my list was, but I guarantee this was not on there. I don't think I put it on my list. But now, after listening to it so much in the last few weeks, yeah, like it really is a good closer. Our especially po- for our this podcast album. should be renamed. Recency bias is demonstrated by Iron Maiden fans, isn't yeah. it? We should revisit like our openers and closers, but everything will be completely different. Well, the thing is, once we get through all the albums, yeah, then we'll do like our top Maiden openers and closers again. Yeah, <laughs> top. Uh, we should do top. Like people, a couple. We got a couple of people emailing saying you should do your top ten Maiden songs, and I was like, yeah. I just don't know how to do that, man. How do you do? Yeah, like well, I, I could do one of those every week. We you can't do, do a yeah. definitive best. Yeah, like list, we could yeah. open every podcast with like, here's my top ten Maiden songs. It yeah. would change every every episode. It would it would constantly change. Yeah, especially when we hit these albums. Like, there's a couple like after, right after we did De- Dance of Death. Yeah, there's a couple of songs on there where I was just like, this is in my top ten now. Well, let, let's 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 talk about that for a second. Um, when we did Dance of Death, yeah, we had that whole um, you know title track, bit of fun. We had those few clips. It has that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that too. That was one of my favorites because you pulled it out, and we we honestly didn't prep that. Like, no, we were, I know. I was like, that reminds me of Stonehenge, which I haven't seen in years, <laughs> which I have to watch again. But um, we we did that, and then we've gotten like people saying, "You guys are, are so wrong. That's the best track ever," and other people saying, "Oh my god, I completely agree with you." I've met people that have come to me and said. You know, this song, like Alexander the Great is one of the best Maiden songs. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people cheesy. say that. Yeah. I've heard people say that the worst. I've heard, When I was uh, doing my research on lyrics and various things, yeah. I hit upon like people, like someone took your take that they read out of a textbook. When we started this, I was under the impression that everyone would love Killers, you know, Number of the Beast, Power Slave, Seventh Son, and there'd be people that debate on the rest and they'd, they'd hate some of the newer stuff, but we'd come in with cool takes and get people excited about it. But what I found is, is that there are Sony Maiden fans and so many of them love different stuff that there, we, we've, we've even met like a friend of mine, I was talking to him the other day, we've got to get him on. He stopped listening to Maiden because he hated Power Slave so much. And yeah, he, that like, blows at my that mind. Age, right? That blows your mind. But then we met other... Like, online, I was tracking uh, in the Facebook group for uh, the Iron Maiden fan club. Remember, they, they did a thing for us, yeah. and they're very good, and shout out to them. But uh, uh, they had um, thrown up a thing about a matter of life and death, and from the beginning, that's always... I've always said that's one of my favorite Maiden albums. Now yeah. I wonder if it'd be in the top, top half, but I, I still love it. I think it's awesome. And I wish I was at that concert and all that stuff. But in that description, half of the people were like, this is the best of the new Maiden albums. Or it's one of the best Maiden albums. And it's a total sleeper on it. And then there were these people chiming in going, you guys are idiots. Dance of Death is the best album. And I was yeah. like, where are you guys well, coming you- from? I love you all, but where are you coming from? You, you're, you're my kind of people. Like, you love it all. Yeah. But like, you cannot argue that Dance of Death and A Matter of Life and Death are the two best Maiden albums. Like, you just can't. Well, right. you can though. That's you the can, thing, right? Like, but, it's all opinion. Well, so, I guess yeah, I it's opinion. But I'm what I'm saying: the fact that you can, I guess, some people's like, opinions are wrong. <laughs> so, no, no, no. The fact that you can shows that there's no definitive top ten list of anything. Yeah. Well, if you look at the downloads for our episode, yes, 
Power Slave episodes are they, they perform everything else. Yeah. But then the next ones are the Dance of Death episodes. Yes. And then I think the Night Demon one's probably going to... But what episode are we on now? Those ones. 24, like 20 I think. 20, we're low 20s, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes we record them and release them in a different order. We usually get them out pretty sharp uh, in a couple yeah. of days. Um, but I think we released, we started out with eight. Was it eight? Five. Or five? Yeah. And then we, we popped them out pretty quick. So Dance of Death also came at a good time and we were scaling up. And, That's true. So, you know, it's... And it's that, been there yeah. a long time because it didn't, Dance of Death didn't do that well. Yeah. But then as the other episodes did good, I think people went back and listened to that one a yeah. lot. Because that one's kind of up there now, too. But going back to what we were saying, like, it's true. Like, if I tried to make my favorite Maiden songs, it would change. Like, after we did Dance of Death, like, Face in the Sand was, like, my favorite Maiden song for a couple of days. Yeah. I just love that song. And that's a song I never really gave that much attention to. Yeah. And even, like, Rainmaker and Wildest Dreams. Yeah. I knew them, but I was, I was kind of like, oh yeah, those, those are those like fast openers, and they're pretty good. Yeah. But then when you actually give them a really good listen before we did the episodes, yeah. I was like, these are really, really good songs. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I you know, if you'd ask me one of my favorite songs, um, I I could have picked any of the two or three tracks that 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 uh, or any two or three tracks from the four that open, a matter of life and death. Um, I would have I would have always I could have always picked one of them, but probably my two favorite. Maiden tracks have always been Hallow Be Thy Name and Evil Men Do. And uh, Hallow Be Thy Name and Evil Men Do. Love those two tracks. But if you were to ask me now, I'd say Flight of Icarus and Monster Cigar because I'm so in love with them. Yeah. The other thing you have to be careful yeah. of with favorite songs is you get sick of songs. You do. You know what I mean? Like Two Minutes to Midnight, I can hardly listen to it. Yeah. It's two minutes. I'm like, next. Oh, God. Well, I never hit yeah. next because I never listen that way, but I'm like, oh, God. And I know there's a lot of yeah. Maiden fans, like most Maiden fans, yeah. that when they're looking at set lists and they see anyone suggests run to the hills well, you, like, well, that's yeah. wasting up that's wasting time on level and i'm like i'm with you. i don't know man like i know i want to hear him. some of those live and they're a lot it's like when i saw pearl jam mm. the highlight of the show was when they played even flow and alive which are the most overplayed songs by pearl jam that i'm probably the most sick of yeah but then i saw them live and it was just like holy crap it's just like yeah. now i also haven't given seen, to fly was the best song they had i also haven't that's a good song yeah it's i also song. haven't uh I'm not like a lot of these people who have seen Maiden like 20 times, 30 times, 40 yeah. times, 50 times, 60 times. If at 80, 100, those people have seen Maiden, you know, yeah. we were talking to a guy that's seen Maiden, I think it was either 80 or 100 times when we were in Montreal. Mm. So if I'd seen him that many times, maybe I would never want to see Run to the Hills again either. Yeah, I know. But I mean, for someone who's seen him play Run to the Hills a couple times, like. Yeah. But there's, there are, there are tracks that, um, like Blood Brothers. Just because you're arm and arm at the end of the yeah. song, having a laugh. And on the CD yeah. or the album or whatever, I got no time to listen to Blood Brothers. I always skip it. Same yeah, with Fear I, of the I'm Dark. The same way. The live. live. They're made for yeah. live. Yeah. They're made for live. Same with Wasted Years and Trooper. But I never listen to Trooper. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I think we're probably becoming those weird, obscure made <laughs> what you are. And listen to this demo. Yeah. This is back when Bruce had um, laryngitis. But as much selling. as I love hearing all these, like, I want them to play all these, like, obscure songs live, yeah. I also love hearing, like, the classics, right? That's true. Like, I'm not disappointed if they play, yeah. you know, Two Minutes to Midnight Live. Just because you get a few beer in me and you're, like, thousands of people are screaming the words. Yeah. That's a, one of the things about seeing a Maiden show is, like, the show is so loud. But half of the the volume is the people the people not even screaming everything. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, that's half the volume. But you, you, I, I'll just drill in a little bit on the on the recency bias. Yeah, remember when when uh, Jarvis was talking, and what was it he said? He said, uh, um, "God, we were talking about, um, geez, off the top of my head, I can't remember um, our favorite albums." Um, and he was going in, and he picked a live album, the the, the first live one, after was that. It? live after yeah. that. That's right. Um, but I'm reflecting I remember in it I was gonna say but I was like it's such a recency bias but do you know what my favorite album and it's an awesome live album which I've been listening to around the clock in Vima? like exactly yeah. because you know because I bought it like a month yeah, ago I remember you two months had, ago you listened to it non-stop I, here for a while I every actually, time I came over you were like rocking out I, to in Vivo. Satellite 15 is so awesome to open the concert it's like yeah. perfect and uh, but I, I kind of got drunk and like dropped it and bent the cover but I was like <laughs> I, I listened to it that night I'd listened to it like four times, like all the disc flipping, and to yeah. the point where by the, the second time after I dropped it, I just put it on on digital. <laughs> but I was really enjoying it. It's so good, 
And then I, when he was saying that, I was like, oh, I'm beat. But I was like, you can't compare those two albums yeah. at all. Like, it's just total recency bias, right? Yeah. Well, um, In Vivo is what made me fall in love with the Talisman. Because Talisman yeah. is one of my favorite Maiden songs. And it's because of that concert video. It's such a great song. There's no question. That's I liked it on the really album, good. but then when I saw them live, I was like... Yeah. We need, to, we, need to, we need to review that album. I'll do Final Frontier anytime. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I bought the two of them. Maybe we'll do that one right? next. Maybe we will do them next. Yeah. But didn't we already say we were going to do... Was it we were going to do Iron Maiden next or Seventh Son is coming? Yeah, who cares? Who cares? We'll just pick whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. We did Power Slave. Yeah. Then we did Killers. Those are two classics. Now yeah. we need to jump back into like a new one. Oh, maybe Final Frontier is next. That would be great. Uh, uh, you you remember what I always said? I didn't like it. Love Matter, Life and Death. Love Book of Souls. Yeah. And it's really because when Final Frontier came out, I don't know what it was. Uh, I was just moving on. I wasn't listening to it a lot. I listened to it a bit. I never liked it. I remember like Satellite 15 just threw me right off. And then, but you were like, Josh, this is your type of album. You'll love it. And what I went down and I, and I texted you. I was like, I'd listened to it a bunch and I kind of got into it. But I find yeah. you don't really love an album, like really love it until you have it on vinyl. And then I bought the two vinyl was two months or three months ago now. I talked about it on the podcast. And I've been listening to them steady. And both of them. So the and Final Frontier I had on CD yeah. and digital. I listened to it and I finally sprung and bought it on vinyl. Yeah. And then like two months later they reissued it on vinyl. So I ended up spending like paying through the nose for like a copy of it on vinyl. And then yeah. they, I got well, the- they announced the reissues and I was like, no. Yeah. If I had not known, I would have waited. I, I got, don't care about original pressings that much. No, really. I don't either. I got I got the uh, I, well I bought them both, but four or six months ago. But they're expensive because both yeah. of them are uh, even double albums. So now. I paid I think four or five times that much for my copy of Final Frontier no, and right. Final. <laughs> Why? Because it was an original pressing of a small release. Yeah, and then it was hard to get. Wow. Yeah. We'll keep that, but then you rebought the new one. I haven't. No, you haven't. Not yet. <laughs> I only have one copy of that. Not yet. Christmas idea, gift idea. <laughs> anyway, so we'll tee that one up next. Oh, should we get back to Killers? We should get back to Killers. We've oh, just okay. been talking half an hour about random Maiden, but that's fine. I'm, I'm so... I'm, it's gonna, called Talking Maiden. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Talking about Maiden. I was going to yeah. say, like, uh, <laughs> someone's going to write in a big email and be like, those guys were talking about Maiden. Then, for a minute, they veered off and talked about other Maiden. Rambling about Maiden. <laughs> they so got we should drunk rename and, it Rambling yeah, About Maiden. They're bouncing between albums. <laughs> I, I'm going to introduce legislation. So back to Drifter. Yeah, Drifter. So... Great yeah. track. Yeah. It's great. This whole album is excellent. Yeah. Some of the instrumentals are... Yeah. So we really covered this when we did the B-side episode. Yeah. Because it, a live version of this was one of the B-side That's right. episodes. Which was a great addition to that B-side. It was one of the ones I liked. Yeah. And it caused that discussion that we had. What is a B-side? Right. They were sticking in all this garbage. You yeah. know, like, oh, we covered well, this band. Some call it garbage. Some people call it awesome B-sides. Yeah, you call it anything <laughs> they do. I call it garbage, and I want to hear a live or something that was left off an album. You were like, they never leave anything off albums. Right. So you cover a band that later sues you. Anyway, so Drifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to have fun. That's true. This song has one of those Dave Murray uh, bluesy parts yep. in the middle that I love. And he does these every now and then. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of on... I remember when we did... We didn't do the album yet, but I remember when we were talking about Book of Souls and some of the songs towards the end, uh, Tears of a Clown yeah. and uh, Man of Sorrows. Man people of Soros. Were kind of The like, back-to-back there doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, but the two things I like about those is Dave Murray's guitar playing. Oh, yeah. And right. those songs bring those songs way up. Yeah. Or those solos bring those songs way up for me. Yeah. So, anyway, the song has one of those solos, which I love. Here is a clip of Drifter with Bruce doing it. I know we're doing a lot of Bruce versus Paul things, but yeah, when like Bruce does a lot of these songs or has yeah. done a lot of these songs, yeah, and I just uh, comparing them to the Paul version, it just really makes you appreciate the album version more.
think this is an exception to the rule where I think Paul yeah. knocks this one out of the park. That one is a, it, it, his his vocals can yeah. actually add something to that song. I yeah. still love when Paul does it. Me too. But um, Bruce, but I didn't does cringe. Justice. If they mm. brought Drifter out for the Legacy of the Beast tour set list mm. and Bruce did it, I think that'd be great. I'd love that'd that. be good. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Maybe they would. That'd be awesome. That'll be they haven't done this since the Eddie Rips Up the World tour. So it's about time they bring this back. It would be a big surprise, I think. I don't think many people would expect them to do Drifter. Boy, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's such a big... Like, we're just guessing. We're stabbing in the dark. Yeah, Apparently, everyone is, though. That's we, the fun of it. That's the fun of it, right? I mean... Uh, so we're going to do an episode where we sit here... Uh, during, oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, in the afternoon, our time, when the Estonia first concert comes on. Perfect. And we're going to sit here, and we're going to do a live podcast. It's not going to be released live. We're going to record it. But I'm going to put it out, like, probably the same day. That's where right. we're going to sit here and hit, like, a refresh on whatever Twitter or whatever. And as the songs as people tweet out the songs that they're playing and reveal the set lists. We can oh. score each other's uh, prediction set lists. <laughs> Do you know what that should be? That should be a, a super concert mega beer episode where we just like just <laughs> yeah, sit here and drink a six pack of beer and okay. just talk it live and then like rough edit it and not yeah. make it totally polished and introduce it midweek. Yeah. Just have a No, I'll put it up like the next morning. Next morning. Yeah. Deadly. I only need like a couple hours. Except you know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to get hammered. No, well, I think it'll be good. You think it'll be good? I think it'll be a good episode. All right, we'll muzzle me for a while. And just, uh... <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, that would yeah. be good. I think it'll be yeah. awesome. That'd I mean, be good. It's a, beers, yeah. I days. think it'd be fun to like sit here and watch as the song comes out and be like, what do you think they're going to play next? Yeah, you know what? We, we should do it as a live episode. We'll post it right away. It's not live, but we'll yeah. do it like a, a, uh, a kind of live. So like when we screw up on the air, we'll just have a bit of fun. Yeah. I want to kill the album Drifter. Then I want to go and talk about... Tears of Clown, then we can get back to Twilight Zone, and then okay. Yeah, so, so let's finish this song off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we played that clip yeah. about uh, Paul Diano mm. when he does that yo 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 part, the audience participation part. Yeah, and he was making fun of the police. Yeah, 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 so I right. just read uh, Paul Diano's book, and he says that he actually stole that from Bob Marley, oh, but God. I don't think that's true. I think that's just Paul Diano talking out of his ass all the time because he's shooting the shit in interviews trying to say something funny. <laughs> Yeah. So Bruce also yeah. does this uh, yo 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 part. So okay, I got I've got something that I want to bring up and ask your opinion of. So just listen to this really quick clip. So when they do this live, they do this audience participation part yeah. that I just played. And that was like Paul Diano's thing to get the crowd on the go. Yeah. And then Bruce jumps in and he starts doing the same thing. Yeah. And that got me thinking, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that, because that was kind of like Paul's thing. It's like when Blaze Bailey does like he says like Scream for me, city name. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's kind of Bruce's thing. Yeah. I, I don't know if I like these You're in the band and you're singing the songs great. Yeah. But the little personal things that the person adds to the show, like the scream for me or the yeah. this kind of stuff. I don't know if I like it when the new singer starts doing that stuff. Yeah, it's like, I guess, if you're a radio DJ or whatever, when you come in, you come on with a new catchphrase or a lead-in for the same show. You just don't use right. the same stuff. There's a few yeah. things like that. I get that. Um, what he did there, though, what I love about it, was uh, in Europe, in sports... They do the singing way better. Like in a North American sport, they'd be like, clap, clap, defense, clap, clap, yeah. defense. Go, Leafs, yeah. go, go. It's garbage. Over there, they'll be like, you know, uh, ole, right. ole, ole, ole. But watch ole. any South American Maiden concert or listen to any oh. bootleg from South America. Yeah. They're singing all, like every Maiden song. was like, how did they manage to sing a big chunk of this? And it's like thousands of people. I know. Singing the chords it's to a song. It's so really cool. amazing. When I, when I lived in, uh, in England and, uh, you know, I, I was... Uh, I would attend a lot of Manchester United games. I was still a big fan. I love them. I have for well, a better part of, you know, since I moved to England. It's yeah. 12 years or so. Anyway, um, we won the Champions League in 2008, and I was there. And uh, it was in Moscow. We won the penalties against Chelsea. Anyway, um, our, our friends, we all went after we were, like, blitzed, just having a time, right? And we went into a chicken shack. Like, uh, it was like one of these KFC ripoffs in Manchester. And uh, you know, I even had, like, the fake logo on it. It was great. And we, everybody in the place, the guys making the chicken, everybody in the place outside because there was a lot, we all got in a huge circle. 
there was like 15 of us and we were just singing United songs and just dancing and the whole floor was moving and the guys the three guys making the chicken were like swinging their arms side to side like behind the thing and I was like who's watching the fryer but, <laughs> but like the whole time we're just giving it right and but the songs are so you're not you're not doing that to defense defense I mean our songs are garbage so what they're doing there like by just giving that simple thing you get them into it I don't think you should rip it off, but I do love the way that Maiden, as a as a European band, brings so many of these things in to engage you. Yeah. Oh, you know? it's really cool. They really get the fans into it. It's not that because I love it when Paul does it on this yeah. song. I, I just I heard a, I was listening to Bootlegs and yeah. then I heard Bruce doing it and I was like, I don't know how I feel about him taking that thing. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm overanalyzing it. But you know what? One thing that struck me in the concerts we've been to is before it starts. We're all just sitting there, doctor, doctor, we're all in our seats, and then they come out and it's like, yeah, woo, and then they start. Like, I just imagine there's got to be places in the world, maybe South America, maybe it's Europe, where they're, and we'll find it in the summer, where you would be singing before they come on. Well, you get a lot of that made yeah. in. Yeah, made, made in. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's got to be a, I love, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. The thing about singing, though, is like, you can't just get a stadium of people to sing a song. Oh, yeah, you can. Do you you can't at a sporting event, but yeah. like at a maiden show where everyone's facing the same direction and you're listening to background rock yeah. music over the speaker. You know what I mean? Like, I guess yeah. all you need is for someone to start it. And people yeah, well, there was just like, they, they in, 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 uh, in uh, it, well, at Old Trafford in Manchester United, when they're bringing in a chant they'll be handing out the chant thing for weeks until everyone's got it like people will be handing out the papers oh so really like, yeah so like Ronaldo there would be like uh, he, he what was it like he shoots from the left he shoots from the right that boy Ronaldo makes England look shite and that was what they'd sing right and like when they play Germany England would be like two world wars and one world cup do da do da right yeah we could we like maybe we could get a blaze chant going or something like it wouldn't be bring back blaze you could know what on that but you know what I mean I'm not a big sucker no. I'm a big football fan. So. so, Drifter, awesome. So, the side two, then we look at it, we've got, and we'll, we'll do what right. So, that pretty much yeah. sums it up for the track for the Europe, for the European release, the yeah. original British release. That's right. Twilight Zone was released as a single. Yeah. And it was also put on the North American and Canadian. Because I got that first pressing of the Canadian version, which has Twilight Zone on side B. So... We didn't, we kind of skipped over it as we did the album, but like for the Canadian and North American people, the Twilight Zone, yeah, first single off the album. It's on the album. It was supposed to be a B side, but it was too good. Yeah. At least it was a double A side with Wrathchild. Yeah. On March 2nd, 1981. And Murray given a writing credit, but it's a quick poppy song. Yeah. I I love the song. I do too. I just don't like it. For me, it, it doesn't really feel like it fits on the album because it was added later. It's like one of these things where you're just going to judge it. Should it be? But it wasn't recorded later. It's and, from the same era. It was just added, not put on the album. And I don't have the this note in front of me, but wasn't it in two different places? Wasn't it like the second track or third track and then it got moved to Before Drifter? Like, wasn't it an Australian release or something like that? The Australian that? release of Killers had Women in Uniform on it. That's right. But yeah. this was released somewhere else in a different position. It's possible. Yeah. I, I remember it. Um, I don't know. Anyway, I might be off. But I, I remember the place where it is now and where, where it was at one stage different. Where was Women in Uniform? I have no idea. I've never looked it up. No. Good, good point. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. To me, it's I, it's good. It adds to the album. It's, I love this short. I think this is one of uh, Paul Diano's best vocal performances. Deadly. Is this song. Mm. His vocals are amazing in the song. So my question is this. If you yeah. consider it a part of the album, why did we wait until after Drifter was over to bring it back? Why did uh, we talk about it? I was it just before? going with the original uh, oh, going European the original. British release. So it's not a part of the original set list, but it's part of the actual album. Yeah, that's true. Right? It's part of the album. It was released as a single when the album came out. Fair enough. Yeah. So. Well, if you go into like Rolling Stones and Beatles stuff, yeah. like the album track lists are like all over the place when you go from country to country and stuff yeah so. explain that uh i don't know i did a course on like the rolling stones from university of rochester you also did a course on the beatles like... i know and i found out that i <laughs> i know we covered did that. i get into this before how did you do a course on rolling stones and leave it out when you were talking about your course on the beatles because the rolling stones i kind of did and i kind of appreciated them appreciated them a little bit more after i did this course yeah 
Whereas the Beatles, I was like, everyone tells me the Beatles are so great. Everyone loves the Beatles. It's like, yeah. what am I missing out on? Like, yeah. I'm missing out on something because this is supposed to be the best band ever. That's right. So I took this course and you went through every album. I listened to every single song. I watched all the movies. I read a book on the Beatles. It was like a textbook. And the story of like the band, mem- band members is kind of interesting or whatever. But I went through this whole thing and then I was done. Got the certificate. Um, the certificate. The certificate. From, Were you applying to musical grad you know, school. I passed the course of the. This is classic. Yeah. You can now have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's just like a little certificate saying like you've whatever. You need to get like an eighty to get the. You totally the framed that and threw your university degree, didn't you? I know you're. No, it's, I have a PDF of it. I've never actually printed it up. Well, but the uh, I'm going to change that soon. Anyway, I finished doing this course, and I was like, well, you know what? Um, I'm not really missing out on anything. I still don't like the Beatles. It was interesting, but like I still don't like the Beatles. I found a few Beatles songs that I liked mm. in there that I'd never heard before, but there's still only like half a dozen Beatles songs that I like. I and Beatles. I just, uh, I don't know. I, don't I just that. don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And now when people argue with me about the Beatles and they're like, the Beatles are the best. And I'm like, the Beatles are not the best. The Beatles are overrated. And now I can actually like get, I can get into a hardcore debate with someone you do now. Pull out your... And I can pull out all these songs and not like... Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, you know where I am on Beatles. I, I feel like it's it's all a bunch of tracks. Everybody seems overrated. It's the same argument as being like, yeah, yeah. you could talk to someone who's a, a Walking Dead or a, a World yeah. War Z fan, and you can be like, what's the best zombie? And someone will be like, the best zombie film is that black and white one where there was a guy who was dead and came alive. It's like, yeah, that was the first it's not zombie. What a zombie is. It's not every it's, zombie movie. Yeah, but, yeah exactly. But like, yeah, know. you know what I mean? Yeah, they did it first. I want to hold your hands great. Anyway. But the thing is, I think I appreciate like what the Beatles did for music and mm. the Beatles history after doing this course. That's right. Because there was a lot of like first this, first that, first this, and this whole like going in the studio and like creating stuff. Like that's right. But I'm as much as I learn about it and know about it and whatever, yeah. it just doesn't do it for me, man. Like fucking, I can hear Dave Murray like hit one chord on the guitar, and that's better than like a Beatles song to me. I don't know what it is. It just doesn't yeah. do it for me, man. It's like yeah. Beatles music has no balls. <laughs> We're not even going to talk about. I can't get into Paul McCartney and, and his that 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 lady was with Heather Mills or something. Yeah, and they're they're protesting. We won't get into that. Okay. Do. Let's not get into that. Side Let's two, go back to the Twilight. Side zone. two, Killers, Particle Sun, Killers, awesome, strong start. Particle yeah. Sun, like almost like a break, almost like an Love instrumental. It. Low yeah. vocals, great. Purgatory, you know, aggressive comes back in really yeah. pacey vocals. Really good song. comes back. I didn't say Twilight Zone again carries that theme and then yeah. gets in a drifter and uh, great book into the album. I think yeah. side two is solid. I like side one better, yeah. but side yeah. two is solid. So for the single of Twilight Zone, yeah, uh, we never really got into the cover. We got a little bit into the Purgatory cover art. Yeah, the cover art for Twilight Zone has that girl sitting at the mirror. Eddie's like a, a phantom Eddie yeah. reaching for her while she's oh like, nice yeah so. When this came out, like everyone now is like, everyone's so offended by everything. Everything's offended. But this came out and people thought it was like super sexist and like, yeah, people were complaining about it. So even like back then, 1981, people were still like complaining about stupid stuff being, you know, I mean, rock albums. And I thought that was like the end of bad influence. Derek Riggs says, This picture was a real nightmare to do. They phoned me on a Friday night and wanted a picture by Monday morning. <sighs> I didn't have the right drawing board, and the local art shop didn't either, and I didn't have time to go to central London to get any. So I used the only thing I had, which was the CS10 illustration board. Uh, it's a chalk-covered board, used for line work, and it's waterproof. So it was like painting on grease-proof paper. The paint was sliding around like grease and wouldn't dry. And when it did dry, the br- next brush stroke would take it right off again. Ouch, I ended up painting flat colors and patching it with an airbrush. So... What? It was a rush job. Another another, another rush, rush job. job. This is the one takeaway yeah. from this podcast for me. Is like, give the give Derek yeah. Riggs some time. This is, the art is always rushed. And on Derek Riggs's website, he, he says, must hate Maiden now. He does. Yeah. He says it was supposed to be a portrait of my friend Sylvia. Because of problems, the head is too small. Oh well. <laughs> so people thought this was like Eddie killing. There's, this there's woman. other bands that give him all kinds of time and creative talent. He oh, yeah. just loves them and makes amazing well, cover art. That's the difference between the end of his. Like his dealings with Maiden and the early stuff. The early stuff was like, well, he had Electric Matthew, which is the first album, already right. done. And they're like, give him a little bit longer hair. So he made the hair longer, and that was it. 
And then Killers, I think that was uh, Dave Leitz's idea. And he just kind of did it. And they're like, awesome. And so when you just leave Derek Riggs and say, like, here's an idea, a vague idea, come up with something awesome. He comes up with something awesome, knocks it out of the park every time. When you start micromanaging and being like, change this, change that, change this. And no, this isn't quite bubble. You know what I mean? I think that's when he was like, enough of this. I don't need, like, ten people changing every little thing and so frustrating. dictating everything like he's an artist he's awesome he has an awesome track yeah. record let him do his thing but not like that like when he left and uh you know by the time they started to have those niggles at the end and i think what was a brave new world was his last his last one was it was it brave new yeah, the, he, yeah did he did, the did half he did the top yeah. part and we always we, we covered the, the issues there but um he, i mean god he he'd had a 25 year body of work with different bands I mean, that's oh, yeah. you just got to trust someone. I've got his book at home, and if you look through it, there's not just Maiden stuff. There's all kinds of stuff in there, and he's really... really I like. Well, he started getting into, like, digital stuff, but when he was actually doing the painting and the airbrush stuff, like, amazing stuff, even for, like, other bands, like you said. So, Twilight Zone, uh, there's another one. Paul, this is, I think, Paul Diano's, I said earlier, one of his best vocal performances with Maiden. Uh... I think his vocals on this are amazing. And it's another one where Bruce can't quite hit the notes the same way. Like, Bruce can Bruce can hit the notes and probably hit them better, but he doesn't get the same feeling. And mm. with this album, where it's such a gritty album, I don't think Bruce really can hit that the same way. I've got a, a clip here. It's Twilight Zone versus Twilight Zone. It's Paul and Bruce, short clips, back-to-back, mm. just to compare the way they sing the song. Bruce hits those high notes easier, but like, I don't know, man. Paul knocks this one out. I don't think Bruce could ever touch him on this one. Agreed. So they haven't played this one since the Killers World Tour, 1981. So, but I don't think this one's going to come back for Legacy of the Beast. No. I'd be very surprised if we see. I would like to see Drifter maybe. Now that now we just listened to it, but. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what comes up. Yeah, it's not a lot of killers I really want to see it there. So, you know. Genghis just... Khan. <laughs> eh, not at all. I'd love to hear Genghis Khan slipping in because it's short. Yeah, maybe if maybe if it's wrapped around some epic vocal performances that nobody needs a break or something. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. yeah, they hit one where it's like really str- strenuous yeah. on Bruce's vocals and then you get like a four minute break. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. That's when we did Genghis Khan last episode. That's why I said that's why Genghis Khan is such a good instrumental because they didn't they didn't stretch it out. It doesn't wear out its welcome. It's like quick. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. Yeah. And there's a lot of changes up, changes up a lot in it, timings and stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Such a great album. Killers. Yeah. It's, it's great. so good. Yeah. I can understand now why it used yeah. to be my favorite album for so long. Yeah. I like it more than Iron Maiden in the early years. A lot of yeah. people argue the difference. And I would say more people probably go Killers and it's more polished. It's definitely better production. Uh, the thing about the first album, though, is uh, Phantom of the Opera Man. Yeah. That's, That's so my wrong. favorite Paul era, Paul Diano era Maiden song. I'm Fair pretty enough. sure. That's awesome. And I love Strange World too. <laughs> yeah, both great albums. Yep. I did want to talk about Tears of the Clown. Maybe we'll leave that for Book of Souls, or should I? I don't know. I'm it up. Yeah. Um, that that song's got me conflicted. And wasn't it on the original Book of Souls tour? Not on the second one. Is that right? Or they added or removed it? They cut it after. The, they the cut it after. Tour. That's yeah. right. So we saw it the first two times, not in the second tour. That's what I thought. But um. The problem I have with that song, Tears of the Clown, is, you know, I think it was written about uh, Robin Williams. Yeah, that's what they say, yeah. Yeah, I read a great article by Robin Williams' wife, and basically saying that uh, she hates that he's being portrayed as, like, this clown who had sadness, and that, you know, well, to relate back to the song, he, she doesn't like that it's called Suicide. 
okay. because he was in the advanced stages of a muscular disease and he was exploring end of life stuff anyway and okay. he just wanted to do it on his own terms and when he uh, ended his life he um, you know he came up and talked to her and said why and he was like three months uh, away from like he was already severely being impacted he wasn't in public he wasn't doing he was had a neurological condition that escapes me right now when I read her article I was like wow you know like they were exploring his end of life and then he decided he went up and said goodnight to her and he went down and he ended his own life and she didn't grieve it as that way and everyone's portrayed it as you know it's come out as this tears of the clan like oh you're happy on the outside but on the inside you're dying it wasn't that he on the inside he probably was a depressive excitable person as every Canadian every comedian is but he didn't terminate his life because of that. It was because it was he was on a pathway to muscular degeneration. Anyway, okay. Thanks side for, note. Thanks for ruining a maiden song for I'm me. I'm not ruining <laughs> no, it, but I've, I've been conflicted on that ever since I read that article. I was like, oh, tears yeah. of a clown. Like, I also don't like the clown term, right? Like, to, to, yeah. uh, it's like a clown is a reductionary way to call it. <laughs> anyway, we'll bring that up when we do Book of Souls. Okay. Anyway, that's killers. That's killers. Def- yeah. Definitely deadly. And the good beer. Yeah, that was a really good beer. I love that. Good beer, good album. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for this. Uh, find out what's going to be on this Legacy of the Beast yeah. set list. So. All right. Excellent episode. Yep. Yeah. Things are going great. Uh, TalkingMaiden.com if you want to get in touch with us. Yep. Um, we're getting a lot of emails now. Some of them we can reply to. Well, we'll try and reply to them all. Yeah. Yep. Um, I've been getting back to everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. So if you email us, we will email you back. We can't necessarily talk about everything on the air now just because the volume we're getting, but we will try and bring up some good ones. And if yeah. we and if we can get a, a chance to uh, reference something that you mentioned, we will. And yeah. we're loving the engagement. And you can get us on Twitter um, and all that stuff. Everything is on TalkingMaiden.com. Yep. Yeah. Podcast of the Beast. Podcast of the Beast. Till next time. Later. Later.